Have you been thinking of starting your own podcast? Try out Anchor. We use Anchor to post our episodes and it offers so many amazing benefits. First of all, it's completely free to use. Yes, I said free. It also helps you so you can upload your episodes straight from your app or your dashboard, which makes it super convenient and a one-stop shop. Anchor is a Spotify program, so that means your show will post to Spotify automatically. You also have the option to post to any other platform through the RSS feed. This gives you full range of all the podcast platforms to get your show out there. The best part is that Anchor gives you all of the analytics directly linked to their platform. So you can post, edit, and track your show's progress all in one place. Try Anchor today for free at anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R F-M. Spooky creeps and freaks. Spooky creepies and freakies. Woo. I don't know why I felt like I needed to yell that into the mic. But spooky creepies and freakies. <laughs> <laughs> it's lore, bitches. No, this is Sparta, bitches. It's not, but this is Sparta. No, this is the In the Nick of Crime podcast. All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, and today is lore, so that means we're getting some spooky, mythical bullshit up in here. I'm assuming you're doing mythical. I'm not, actually. Well, well I mean, me either. Yeah. It's like, yeah, lore. <laughs> it's fitting. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah. We're that not was gonna... a really awkward laugh. <laughs> like, it was a, like a, <laughs> like, funny, but not funny, but, like, not funny, my ha-ha. train of thought was going elsewhere. Oh, fair enough. Okay. I'm tired. I and squished a gnat. Mentally burnt out from that last episode. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Our viewers have a really rough Tuesday coming. They're our listeners. They're not viewers. They can't see us with their eyeballs. They listen with their earballs. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, we're normally a true crime podcast. If this is the first episode you're listening to, what are you doing? Go back and listen to the rest. Um, our scoops and lore is an offset yeah. of our uh, of our regular episode, just to yeah. kind of break up the true crime. Yeah, because we sadness exactly, and we had covered kind of earlier on. Not that we're super far in, but we had covered a couple of more lore type episodes, and we got feedback from a good chunk of people that are like, oh, "I love these kind of ones," and they can't really hang with true crime as much. So we do these every other Thursday to appease the masses, but we do love <laughs> scoops and lore. Facts. It's lots of fun. I enjoy it. Yeah. But we don't do our normal bullshit. We don't do weekly fuckery like we do with our normal episodes. So we're just gonna hop right in. And Courtney goes first on Scoops and Lore, except for one episode in history. Because she's doing her fantasy football draft at the same time. <laughs> and not listening to me. I'm a sports fanatic. Sorry. Hey, sorry. You know, when you play college volleyball, you, I would hope, have a love and passion for sports. I love football. And I told you, I want to do fantasy football. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll add you next year. Whatever. <laughs> okay, Whatever. salty ass. Whatever. Um, anyway, besides that, so today I'm going to take you guys to the gates of hell. Oh, boy. <laughs> so light and fluffy this week. You know, I, like, I really wanted to do another Halloween one, but then I, like, realized that... <laughs> We're not even in October yet. I know. <laughs> like, yeah, I have spooky, good spooky stuff planned. See, October. I love good spooky, and I wanted to do October stuff, but then I was like, okay, but you might be I think burning the whole some month of out. October. Normal episodes and scoops and lore wise, we should do everything Halloween related. Say less. I'm in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna start making a counter of how many times Cordy says say less. 
I've heard it like five times today alone. I get on these <laughs> tangents where I have like a specific word that I use for everything. Like facts was a big one for yep. a long time. So uh, anyway, I'm going to take you to the gates of hell. Okay. So if fun someone, trip. It's a fun trip. It really is. It's, it's, it's going to blow you around a little bit. All right. All right. Um, so if someone asks you where the stairway to hell was... Where, where would you think it would be located? I've heard stuff about this before, but I would think, like, somewhere in, like, the Equinox. Right. Or, like, maybe Europe. Like the or Mediterranean, the maybe. Mediterranean. Or the Bermuda Triangle. Ooh, that would be a great place for hell. That would be an awesome place, actually. <laughs> um, now, you would suppose that it would be in, like, a historic location with, like, roots and religion, right? Sure, yeah. Rome. Rome would be a great the spot. Vatican. The right. Vatican. The yeah. Vatican. I would not be surprised if there was a gate to hell in the Vatican. Oh, boy. And that's coming from an ex-Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's actually a legend that there are stairs actually in, wait for it. Colorado. North Dakota. What? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I said North Dakota. <laughs> I'm not making fun of the state. I'm just saying, of all places Where? in the United States that it would be located, it's North Dakota. Yeah, I would like maybe guess like the butt crack of America, which is Kansas. Not far off. Nebraska. Yeah. Sorry, Kelsey. <laughs> Not far off. Only no. two states up. Two states up. Uh, <laughs> North Dakota, it's known as the Prairie State, the Heartland. Houses there are infamous. There's a infamous pathway to hell, apparently. Okay. Maybe that's why there's jack diddly shit going on Maybe. There My entire dad's family's from there. Is, North so. Dakota, is it North Dakota or South Dakota where Mount Rushmore is? South South. Dakota. So, yeah. There's jack diddly shit going on in North Dakota. Quite literally. I mean, they have college hockey and that's yeah. about it. There's like... And a lot Wild of farming. boar, I think, up there. Cows. It's just an easy living fields. life. Fields. Not easy living, but like easy going life. That's boring. what I meant to say. Okay. Yeah. So if you've ever been to North Dakota, which I have, born and raised, my family was, I wasn't born and raised there, but my like, dad was born and raised there. This is fucking news to me. No. <laughs> my dad was born and raised there. I went there a lot as a kid yeah. until my family then moved to South Dakota. That's Big changes. Facts. <laughs> um... You might realize that it's not very busy, and it's more of a state that's a con like a county, like a very yeah. country type yeah uh, mentality. <laughs> but there are some seriously messed up history here as well, and of course, there's ghost legends, there's right. you know urban legends, many things like that. But North Dakota has many urban legends about ghost sightings, underground haunted tunnels at the State University, which is, like, their big thing there. Mm -hmm. um, hauntings on the Air Force Base, which I didn't know about that, but I definitely want to dig into it someday. Okay. Um, however, the most popular paranormal rumor is that you would have to be there in order to get to the gates of hell, which are in... Hang you on. already fucking forget how to pronounce it. I already it. forgot how to pronounce oh, it. Oh, boy. Tagus. Tagus. Oh, <laughs> They're in Tagus, North Dakota. Just think I Vegas just with the T. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, and I only wanted to say that right because I don't want to fuck up towns. That's not very yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, but it's complete with hellhounds and a demon train that runs at night. Who has seen this? I'm about to get into it. Okay. So, the town of Tagus, North Dakota was founded back in 1900, and it was 40 miles west of Minot, which would later become the home for one of the largest nuke bases in the world. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Um, it originally was called Wallace, but it was later renamed Tagus so that it would not be mixed up with the town Wallace, Idaho. Okay. Which we just talked about this in our main episode about how many states have the same freaking city names. It's really weird. Um, this small railroad town has a max population of... 500. 140 people. Oh, my God. In 1940. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's, Very like, small. smaller than my Bennington Triangle... Yeah, dude. ...place. <laughs> yeah. 
It's kind of cool. Um, and nowadays it's a ghost town with many abandoned buildings, creepy car yards, and an old church under which is a direct stairway to hell. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm like looking at pictures and there's just this building that literally looks like it is still standing by the grace of God. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of buildings barely standing by the grace of God on that website. In fact, I used that website as one of my sources. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, it looks like it's got really good info. It was the first thing that came up. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Well, the people actually went to the town and talked to a townsperson, so it's kind of cool. Are there people that still live there? Oh, yeah. St. Olaf? Yeah. I can cut that out because I'm sure you're going to talk about that later. No, I'm not. Oh, okay. St. Olaf, yeah. St. Olaf Lutheran. So you have to understand, so I, as I've told you many times before, my family is originally from Norway, Mm -hmm. um, and I still have family over there, but... Frozen is based out of Norway, yeah. and it is a true depictment of names and such, and Olaf is a very common name because of the Saint Olaf. Saint Olaf from Golden Girls. Right. <laughs> but also, you will find a lot of us are Lutheran. My dad was mm-hmm. born and raised yeah, Lutheran. Yeah, I know that's a big, big religion in Norway. Yeah. So... This town has been through a lot. It's actually been the site of vandalism and apparent devil worship. Yes. Um, and as the story goes, for whatever reason, um, this was a place to go if you wanted to party. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay. <laughs> North Dakota, they don't have many options. Go for it. <laughs> so one of the locals actually told about a time back in the 1980s and how 300 kids showed up on Halloween night to celebrate Right. By trashing the town Cute. before the sheriff showed up. So lovely. hmm So lovely. Yep. Um, so there are also rumors that there is an old Lutheran church, which we just talked about, um, that was once a hotbed for satanic worship through the 80s and the 90s. Okay. Satanic panic. Yep. <laughs> which, if you didn't know... Evil Pudding just did a satanic panic mm-hmm. episode, and it's really good. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, um, I mean, Courtney crushes it all the time. Sarah yeah, Courtney. She's so good at it. Dude, that girl could, like, be a researcher for a living. <laughs> I think her and I need to team up sometime. All right. <laughs> um, so, horrid things were performed in the church, such as human sacrifice, FYI, trigger warning, just, I'm not getting detailed into it, I'm just saying the name okay. of it, so it's well, just a lot. Okay. Um, bestiality, slaughtering of babies and animals. <laughs> I know. My God. Now, these are rumors. I don't know if they're true, but... I hope they're not. I hope not either. Um, the church was actually burned down by vandals, but many have claimed that there's actually there was a large upside-down cross as a mark of Satanism that was painted on the front of the building, and that underneath the church is where the steps to hell were. Yikes. Interesting fact is that that building's gone. There mm-hmm. is a stone that marks where the building was. Okay. And... I'll explain to you what happens when you stand in this spot. Okay. So if you stand right in this spot near where the church was burned down, you apparently can hear the screams of those condemned to hell. And this is why people believe that it's the stairway to Woof. hell. All right. Um, many... Wait, I already said that. <laughs> I put it in here twice like an idiot. Um, so visiting uh, Tagus... And finding the site of the staircase is very difficult, like I said, um, because it's mostly abandoned and the residents are actually very fiercely protective of their land, which I don't mm-hmm. blame them. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff surrounding this. Well, and especially when there's, like, lore and shit that goes around it, they know that people are just coming there to be right. looky-loos and be freaks. And that website that I was on that you were on as mm-hmm. well, um, they were very cool when they went there. They made sure to not, like, just start walking into the town and being Good. crazy and, like... yeah. I guess a couple of people came up and asked them, like, what are you doing here? And they right. just explained, like, we're interested in the history. And they were like, cool, let us tell you about it. They were really nice, nice. about it. Super awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because they probably wouldn't be able to tell their history their way, man. Hell no. Um, they're protective, obviously, because they don't want people to come back and vandalize the property. Right. And um, the kind of activity that Tagus is a hotbed for is truthfully, like, people trying to come and do their satanic worships Mm -hmm. or sacrificing or playing with Ouija boards. And, and trust me, I get it. We just talked about it. There's this weird morbid macabre that people have with Mm -hmm. this stuff. I understand that. Right. But be respectful. Like, it's not that hard. And don't bring bad juju to other people's towns. Absolutely not. Do your own shit, man. 
Um, locals have even been said to chase people out of the town. Damn. Um, I don't necessarily blame them. <laughs> I don't either. The, it's gotten so bad that the land that the church once stood on is now plowed over, so they make it even more tricky for you to figure out where it is. Where you can hear the hear like the screams of torment, yeah, yeah. as a lot of people put it. Um, but if you stand close to that site, you truly apparently can hear people screaming. Damn. Which I don't know if it's one of those weird like vortex things, you know, where like you yeah. can hear to the other side of the world or yeah. whatever it is. Like, because mm-hmm. truthfully, if you think about it, you dig a hole through the center of the earth, you will end up on the other side of the earth yeah. at some point. In time. So once you get past the molten core of the earth. Which is hell, truthfully. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's where you're hearing it from. Right. I don't know. So some of the things that people have seen while they've been in this town is they see hellhounds. Some visitors report... Hounds? Hounds. Sorry. <laughs> hellhounds. I, I have dot hounds, so I like to say hounds. You're like the only person that I know that actually pronounces it that way, which I know is correct. It is. But everyone else just says dachshunds. But, well, yeah, but yeah. they're dash hounds. I respect it. <laughs> they're wiener dogs, guys. They're the best. Um, so some visitors report being greeted by aggressive barking dogs snapping at them coming from seemingly out of nowhere. Okay. Um, one visitor even reported blood from a ghostly dog on the side of the road. Wow. Yeah. All right. Hellhounds. <laughs> you really need to watch Supernatural. I have watched episodes of it. Oh, it's not that I'm not interested in it. I don't know. It's just one that never really, like... <laughs> I love them. Sorry, everybody's going happy. Um, disgruntled residents, we've already talked about this, where people will literally chase them out of town. Yeah. They have also witnessed um, glowing gravestones. Ew. Um, one of the visitors reported of a glowing greenish gravestone with no explanation as to why that individual's grave would be lightened. Creepy. Yeah. Um, they also have a ghost train. There's a translucent train that has been seen... Uh, said to be chugging up and down the old tracks in the city, which is absolutely creepy, but totally fascinating. (laughs) And then the ghost activity. There's reports of strange sounds in old houses, curtains blowing, non-existent winds. Yeah. All of the things. Moans, screams, poltergeists. Yep. But for whatever reason, it's this town of 140 plus people in the middle of nowhere in North Dakota. Yep. Creepy. But that's all I really had. It's not a whole lot, but I just thought it was super cool. Yeah, I love it. That's creepy. So, like, has anyone proven that there's stairs here? (laughs) So, since the church has been burnt down, Mm -hmm. they're very no-go on messing with the site. That's why they plowed it over. And before no one did? No one got to Mm -hmm. it. Hum, hum, hum. I mean, it could just be a small little town that's got a ghost story, but, I mean, I don't know. It's cool, though. To think that we have a supposed gate to hell. I mean, you can, from what I saw from people who have visited, they said once you do find that spot, you truly can hear people screaming. I wonder if there's any YouTube videos on it. There are YouTube videos. I'm gonna have to look them up. And they're really cool. And that's the thing, like, a lot of people, like, that's why there's not a lot on it, because the town is so protective of their land, which I get. Absolutely. Um, But like I said, every single person that I read their articles on when they visited and they were polite and Mm -hmm. whatever, they don't know if it's just because of where that piece of land sits, if maybe, like... It's the wind or something or just how the acoustics work. Like, they don't really know, but every single one of them said they heard it. Right, exactly. And either way, even if it is something causing it, creepy as shit. Sounds freaky. I mean... And it makes for a great ghost story. (laughs) I'll go play. Heck yeah. That sounds cool. I'm going to look at those pictures more because they looked so weird. Because there's this one house. It's like literally like it's got its bottom foundation and then the top part of it juts out to the side and then like back up. So yeah, it's like how super it dilapidated and yeah. in angles that shouldn't normally Yeah, exactly. Sit. Like they look abnormal. Very abnormal. <laughs> Creepy. Creepy. But I'm assuming that's in your sources that we can post too. Yeah. That website? Yeah. Sweet. I have it on there. It's in my yeah. sources. Creepy. They're good. That's cool, though. Yeah. Ooh. It's a hell here in uh, North Dakota. See, now I need to, like, I want to know more. 
<laughs> I know. I tried to find I hate more. when there's ones that it's like there's not a lot. Yeah, I tried to find more information, but it was literally the same exact information yeah. over and over and over again. And yeah. I was like, but this is so cool. Like, I want to talk about how we have the gates of hell in North Dakota. It's how they get you. Those good ghost stories and, like, paranormal ones and entity stories. And they're like, that's all we have on it. Is it? But is it really? Barbara. I sometimes really do think it's partially because the townspeople are very protective, and I don't blame them for that at all. Mm -hmm. I think that they've just worked really hard on people not coming to prove or debunk things. Exactly, and I give them credit for not being, like, hokey people that are like, well, let's lean in and make this a tourist trap. Yeah, no, they do not lean into it at all. I respect that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so there's the Gates of Hell from, uh... Whoa. Tagus. That was an interesting one. North Dakota. Do they know who burned down the church? They um, think it's this, the teenagers that night mm. of the um, Halloween shits. party. Little shit bags. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well. I know it's short. I'm sorry. No, that's I, okay. Like, I tried so hard, and I had already had the research, and I was like, yeah. I'm not going to start a different one. No, that's so. okay. It's like 20 minutes. That's all right. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Because then if yours was 20 minutes, that's a whole 40-minute episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kill it. I think mine would be... Maybe a little bit longer, but I don't know. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. So, mine today is the true story behind Alice in Wonderland. Oh, shit! Disney! Let's go! (laughs) Um, Those of you who don't know me, I have a giant Alice in Wonderland tattoo on my back. I love Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Yeah, love it. Love it, love it, love it so much. And it's funny because I like the original animated Alice in Wonderland better, but my tattoo is of the Tim Burton version because I like the art of it better, but I definitely prefer the cartoon version. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So, you know, Alice in Wonderland, we all kind of chalk that up to being a story. Because it is. You know, it's a nice crazy tale to tell that's literally like an acid trip. <laughs> Truthfully, Not that I would know. What but. is the song um that talks about it? And it was like it was by uh Jefferson Jet Planes, right? Jefferson Jet What? Jefferson Jet Puddings? No, Jet Planes. Dort. Jefferson Starship. You said Jefferson Jet Puddings. <laughs> no, Jefferson Airplane is what they were originally called. Okay. They changed it. <laughs> But it's called White Rabbit, and they oh. literally sing. Yeah. And this is an old song, guys. This is from, like, the 60s. Yeah, because Chasing love that the song. White Rabbit is a drug reference. <laughs> I know it is. And that's what's crazy. But, like, just fun. you just talked about how, like, it's an acid trip, and that's literally yeah. pretty much pretty what sure they were doing. I'm Chasing the White Rabbit, I think. I think it is, but they also yeah. talk about, like, the that trippiness of Alice in yeah. Wonderland and how you truly feel like you're on... Yeah. I mean, seriously, Something. what is the caterpillar smoking in that hookah? Come on. He could just be hooking smash or hash. Smash. Hash. Hooking smash. <laughs> hooking smash. He could just be hookering set. What is happening Fuck. with your mouth right now? <laughs> <laughs> Malfunctioning. Smoking hash in the hookah. Yeah, and then you can just smoke regular like nicotine hash. Well, I'm saying he had something something else in there. No, Alice did because she took a pill. The caterpillar was so... Because she was already tripping on LSD. I know. <laughs> so her caterpillar in her dream was smoking hookah. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. I tangent because I love this. I'm so here for it. Anyway, so Alice in Wonderland is based off of Through the Looking Glass by Lewis Carroll. His actual last name was Dodgson. It's like D-O-D-G-S-O-N. So like Dodgson. Anyway, so his pen name was Lewis Carroll. Okay. Um, There was a real Alice, though. And she lived in what was called an above-ground wonderland. I'm pretty sure she was just like... did she now? A rich rich little girl. Did she now? Yeah. But apparently her real life was like pretty amazing (laughs) and whimsical, you know? Um, the real world Wonderland is still around, like, where she lived, but it's, it's more gentrified, I guess, now, you could say. I didn't actually know that it was based off of a real person. (laughs) I just thought it was, yep, Disney's LSD trip. (laughs) Nope, based off a real person. (laughs) Does she have an LSD trip? 
I don't know. I just want to know out. how we came up with this world. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I think it's like a combination of things, but fair enough. We'll dive in. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So crazy, but her she came from a real place. <laughs> she was a real person, not necessarily just like it is, but you know. Um, a lot of stories came from, like, her memories of her childhood and everything, but her name was Alice Liddell. So she wasn't Alice. <laughs> I'm already mind blown at this right. point. <laughs> so Alice was the daughter of a man named Henry Liddell, 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 however you want to say it. Um, he was the dean of Christchurch, Oxford. Um, but Charles Dodgkin. So you could just call him Charles. Charles D. Charles D. <laughs> he actually taught mathematics there. So he was a math teacher and then became Lewis Carroll. Wild. <laughs> um, I can't even wrap my head around that. I know. There's a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess this was like an architectural dream. It was like beautiful and had this tower over it. And it just... Yeah, it was like one of the most beautiful, stunning colleges in Oxford, which is saying something because there's a lot of great architecture in o Oxford. A stupid <laughs> amount, yes. Yeah. And it also had a chapel within it too, and that was the city's cathedral. So, had many hats. Okay. Um, Alice was three at the time that her father became dean of Christchurch, and they moved from London. And he, they said they moved to a splendidly refurbished deanery. I don't know what the fuck a deanery is, but they moved there. <laughs> the UK has such different things than we do. I feel like I need to get a hold of Horror House and ask him <laughs> what all this deanery? is. deanery? <laughs> and horror is like H-O-R-R-O-R, -R -R, not, not horror. Horror. <laughs> horror. Like a horror movie. Yeah, like a horror, like a scary house but for horror movies. Alice anyway. actually remembers her dad carving lions in the corridor of their home. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah. And she said her and her sisters would pass them on their way to bed. And she said, we just knew. They got down from their pedestals and ran after us. So they thought that the lions were chasing them. Okay, on for their real. What LSD are you putting in these kids' drinks before they go to bed, guys? What is this? Okay, I'm following. I'm, I'm, I'm blown right now. Right. Like, mind blown. Yeah. So obviously lions are like one of the things that don't show up in Alice in Wonderland. But there are a lot of things within like Christchurch and their town and stuff that do end up in the story, obviously. In the Great Hall of Christchurch, um, it was built by Cardinal Wolsey in 1529. This is an old building. I always remember that. Like, America's such a new place that we're like, oh, something built in the 1800s is so old. No, we're fetuses <laughs> in comparison. Wow. <laughs> I would say more like infants, but okay. Oh, no. Like, we're the babies. Well, we are, but we're infants. We're not fetuses. Okay, whatever. We've been born. <laughs> <laughs> we done been born. <laughs> um, but in the Great Hall, there were brass fire dogs, and they looked like the long, when Alice has the, like, long neck. And she's, like, telescoping up when okay. her neck grows. That's what yeah. they looked like, <laughs> I guess. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I guess there's some different drawings in, like, the original book that were illustrated um, by John Tenniel um, that are kind of a better depiction than what we see in the movie. Okay. Yeah. But now we can talk about the, like, real places that were behind Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Um, there's actually Lewis Carroll Memorial in a window at All Saints Church in Daresbury, and it's known as the Alice Window, and I'll actually show you a picture of it. It's the It's got the Mad Hatter, the little mouse in the tea kettle, and then the rabbit, or the hare. It's not the white rabbit in this one, but it's I, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll post, I can dig it. Yeah, I'll post that to the Instagram, too. Mad Hatter is the best. I know. I love the Mad Hatter. Johnny Depp is the best. Yes, that is my one thing is of the bunch, Johnny Depp is the Mad Hatter is so good. And Helena Bonham Carter as the queen. Oh. Oh. With phenomenal. her giant fucking head. I love it so much. <laughs> and her, like, little kid, like, way of speaking. Like, everything is, like, W's. Yeah. Like, yep. little and... <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't want to go. Get off with her head. <laughs> I love her. Oh, it's so funny. I love it. Bellatrix is still my favorite character. Person. Oh, yeah. She's so great, too. Hi, friends. Have you been thinking of starting your own podcast? We use Anchor to post our episodes, and it offers so many amazing benefits. First of all, it's completely free to use. Yes, it's free. And it also gives you the option to clip your episodes straight from the app or on the dashboard. So it makes it a really convenient one-stop shop. Anchor is also a Spotify program, so that means your show will post to Spotify automatically. And you also have the option to post to any other platform through the RSS feed link. This gives you full range of all the podcast platforms to get your show out there. The best part is that Anchor gives you all the analytics directly linked to their platform. So you can post, edit, and track your show's progress all in one place. So try Anchor today for free now at anchor.fm. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. In Christchurch, there was a fireplace, and above that fireplace, there are stained glass windows that portray some of the creatures that end up in the story. So, okay. Yeah, yeah it's just playing into Alice's memories. There's a pane in one of the stained glass windows. Um, it shows Alice with streams of blonde hair, as she's known in the book. And the real Alice Liddell, she actually had short, dark hair. But her haircut was similar to what I feel like they depicted in the cartoon movie. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and she also had bangs, too. So, um, there's another pain that shows Charles D, <laughs> which is Lewis Carroll, and the dodo. Love it. The dodo birds. So, oh, when she uses the dodo birds as the golf clubs. I know, club. as the golf clubs, that's always what I think Or is of. it flamingos? She uses is... flamingos. Oh, yeah, the dodos are elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. the flamingos. <laughs> and I think it's cricket. It is cricket. It looks like golf, because... We're uncultured Americans. Gonna, you usually call this uncultured swine, but yes. I was going to say uncultured swine. I know, because you usually call us that. <laughs> Damn, hating on ourselves this whole episode. But I guess the dodo was actually a counterpart that he chose for himself because he had a habitual stammer and he would pronounce his name as Dodo Dodson is how he pronounced it, so he would stutter it. So he, the dodo was him, which I think is so precious. <laughs> You're going to hell, Courtney. <laughs> I have such a dark sense of humor. <laughs> so bad. There's so many things that I laugh at that I should not be laughing at, and then I just feel stupid. That was me last week with laughing at the boy who lost his fingers. <laughs> he didn't lose his finger, he just lost the tip of it. <laughs> I'm so sorry when you have to edit this. It's fine. Oh, Scoops and Laura's always a fucking shit show to edit. It's fine. Okay. Because I was like, oh, these will be easy episodes. I won't really have to edit that much. Dumbass. <laughs> well, it's because we're a little more loose. Loose and yeah. not as politically correct in yeah. these. And yep. so uh, I'm yep. going to hell for laughing at that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I was trying so hard not to. <laughs> anyway. In another of the pains, there's a portrait of Alice's father. And it's actually thought that he was the original white rabbit in the story. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. I, um, I just don't know why he would be the original White Rabbit because he wasn't very adamant about time. So one explanation is that as the head of both the college and the cathedral, he was always a very busy man. So the White Rabbit with his, stop, his watch, his pocket watch that he always had. I love watching you try to persuade me into believing what you're telling me. I right can now. see it. You're crazy. He was always in a hurry and he was often late. Are okay. you thinking of the white rabbit from the animated movie? That's literally his whole thing. Yeah, I know. I know. Are you he thinking like... of the hair instead of the white rabbit? Because no. there's two rabbits. I know exactly who you're talking about. He has a pocket watch and he runs around saying, I'm late, I'm late for a very important date. No, I know. But why I'm don't just, you get the correlation? I mean, I get the correlation now, but honestly, if you think about it, when he's portrayed in the movies, he's not like that. 
Yeah, he is. He's frazzled. He's always running around. He's like Alice, chop chop, bitch. Not in the not in the live action one. Well, I'm, t- I'm talking original because oh. the Disney the original animated one was the one that was most. I truly don't even remember the beginning of the animated one. To be honest with you, I really truly only remember from the time she ends up in the room where she drinks the bottle and then eats the cookie. <laughs> Alice is reading a book out by the pond. And then she sees the rabbit running, goes into the tree, and then she looks down, she falls into Wonderland. But you don't even see her dad in the cartoon, do you? No. Oh. I'm talking about real Alice. This is real Alice's dad. So he was always in a hurry, and he was often late, and he resembled the white rabbit hastening to meet the queen. Is, you know. Who's the queen? I don't know. Okay. His boss? I don't know. But he was just always in a hurry. It's like chicken with his head cut off. Okay. <laughs> Another theory behind it is that he frequently left his place at High Table, which is where they lived. Again, these names for these towns, it's confusing. <laughs> um, he left through a small private door from the rest of the college. So, also kind of similar to the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. down the rabbit hole he went. <laughs> <laughs> There were other characters in Lewis Carroll's story that had real-life origins, obviously. Um, there was... It says, Boating Trip Companions, Canon Robinson Duckworth, <laughs> and Alice's sisters, Lorena and Edith, appear as the duck, the lorry, which is a parrot-ish yep. thing, I hate birds. and the eaglet, respectively. <laughs> so I'm like... Boating trip companion. Okay. <laughs> Duckworth. That's a rapper's name. Duckworth. Mm-hmm. He opened for Billy, uh, Billy Eilish, Eilish at the Pepsi Center. Cute. Hmm. Um, but then that leads people to wonder who's the Cheshire Cat. As we know, the Cheshire Cat would just disappear, and just this smile is left. The Cheshire Cat is my favorite. Um, so there were theories about who the Cheshire Cat was. One of them being that. Um, Cheshire pubs had smiling cats a lot of the time in their designs, so some people thought maybe it came from that. Um, there's also Cheshire people, because like Cheshire is a place in the UK too, and they're, it says they're always proud of their con- county's appearance in the famous novel, so they like that. If it was just after the pubs, they like that. That could be a thing. I'll run with it. All right. There's one theory, though, that's more likely um, that the cat represents Dean Stanley, who was a member of a prestigious Cheshire family, so still within Cheshire, and he was an Oxford clergyman. And he, it says he was skilled in pushing through ecclesiastical reforms. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) That just sounds boring. Right. He prided himself on seeing both sides of an argument, though, and... Okay, that's... I fucks with that. Yeah. People think that that could be a quality that became, like, satire with the Cheshire Cat because of his answers when Alice asks which way to go. He says, that depends a good deal on where you want to get to. So, I'll take that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, there is another theory, though, that the cat... Um, kind of correlates with one of Charles Dodson's hobbies. Um, he was one of English, wow, one of England's greatest 19th century photographers. Okay. So Alice recalled watching him develop plates in his dark room. So the real Alice, <laughs> we're going back and forth. Um, she would say in her memoir, because she did write a memoir about her life and her tales and kind of what came of this. She said, quote, what could be more thrilling than to see the negative gradually take shape, end quote. So watching it come to life. So it's like, if you think about it, the negative photos, because you see it develop, and it's kind of the opposite. I mean, the Cheshire Cat will still... Super philosophical. Philosophical. Yep. Yeah, because it's like watching it take form when the Cheshire Cat appears and when he disappears. It is. Similar to the I feel like I'm film. on LSD right now. I know, it's just a lot. trying to like listen to this. I'm <laughs> like, I feel like I'm tripping on LSD. <laughs> I'm tripping, guys, on LSD. <laughs> But Dodson was born in Cheshire, too, so still another connection to that. Um, he wanted to remind Alice that he was the cat who could produce this exciting phenomenon. So it's like, with his pictures coming to life, he's like, it's me. <laughs> another time I wish we were on YouTube I know. for this. <laughs> well, you, you're like... Because <laughs> I'm trying to, like... <laughs> 
<laughs> I like I said, I feel like I'm high just trying to listen to right. this because I'm like, wow, I'm tripping balls, bro. <laughs> Um, so Dotson actually met Alice as her and her sisters were playing in the deanery again, the deanery garden, which I think that's just like it's just like a garden where the dean inhabits, but like he doesn't live there. It's probably like they a lot of colleges have like dean's quarters. Yeah, that's what I and think. And it's like and a common like, area. Yeah, they just have like a bigger space. Yeah, it's just called that. I don't think it's necessary right. just for the dean. Yeah. yeah, but he went there to take pictures of it. So. He admit them out there. Um, this was the first of many pictures that he took of Alice, which I'm like, Sounds are a little creepy? creepy. Mm. <laughs> but I guess she was just a really photogenic child. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us have the look on our faces like, I call fucking bullshit. I know. But I guess she had a habit of like tipping her chin down and looking at the camera from under her brow, which I'm also like... That's scandalous, Sultry, but inappropriate, okay. but okay, we're not gonna go there. I mean, I guess we did, but whatever. Oh, we went there. <laughs> um, there was a trip that they took on a river, so that was actually one thing that I did know of this true story, and I don't know if it was just him and her, but okay, but there was like one of many trips on a river. <laughs> Ay, yay, yay. Okay, I'm going to try to trip over into <laughs> I'm in LSD land and not in this is child trafficking. Yeah, exactly. But Alice had said, quote, when we went on the river for the afternoon with Mr. Dodson, he always brought out with him a basket full of cakes and a kettle, which we would use to boil under a haycock, which I, don't, I know what that is, but I don't. <laughs> she also said, on rare occasions, we went out for the whole day and took a larger basket with luncheon, cold chicken and salad and all sorts of good things, end quote. So I think this is supposed to be, like, mimicked after her being out on the picnic. Because I can't remember if it's, like, her mom or her caretaker or her nanny in the beginning of the animated movie. But she's out there and they're, you know, having a picnic. She's got her picnic stuff. She's reading. And oh, yeah. I guess they are, home. huh? Wow. Yep. It's been a while since <laughs> I've watched that the cartoon. I have it on DVD. So if you want to come over and watch it, you can. <laughs> Um, but it said that Dodson, he had rented boats from Salters near Folly Bridge, which, again, these places. You're throwing names things. out that I'm like, I know, I, have I no am idea too, trust me. I'm just painting a picture for the people that know where the fuck any of this is. Um, but that place is actually still in business, so even after all of this time. Um, there is a river, though, that locks a channel through Oxford. So it's all intertwined in here. And this is where all of this is based off of. <laughs> and there are, um, there's like a place that has a bunch of willow trees. And it goes, like the river goes to a place called Binsey. B-I-N-S-E-Y. Again, these names. But this is home of the Treacle Well, which I've actually heard of. Dude, you're throwing so many names at me. I feel like you during my Disney episode. I'm like, I that can't. was a that was traumatizing. I'm traumatized. I can't keep up. I'm lost. And then you were talking about the willow tree, and then my brain goes to Pocahontas, and then you're like continuing <laughs> with Alice. Of, I think of the trees in the Tol in the Tolki Woods. No, I know, but like Pocahontas, the Whomping Willow, or not the Whomping That's Harry Potter. Wow, the willow tree know, that she sings mother. with. Yeah. yeah. I know. I don't. I don't know. Just die. The Tolkien Woods have trees, the willow trees. Okay. In uh, the movie. I don't remember that. So okay. <laughs> anyway, aside from them taking their river trips, though, Alice had other summer diversions that she had. So I think a lot of these stories fall around her summertime because that would be when they're just vacationing and summering. And well, having... that's when you're outside too. Yeah. Exactly. Um, she would visit, this is what I forgot to look up the pronunciation of, damn it. Landudno. Does not look like that is, it's literally L-L-A-N-D-U-D-N-O. Landidno. Landidno. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> so, they would take visits to Landidno in North Wales. Okay. So, the town was new at this time, um, but it was known as the Queen of Welsh Resorts. So it was just a vacation spot. I liken it to like the Hamptons out here is kind of how I see it, but I don't know. <laughs> but there's a landowner, Lord Mustin, who <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, I truly, truly, truly. I didn't make these no, names. No, I know. I know. I know. I'm so appreciative of, you know, their 
usage of how they do things over there, like with their royalty or whatever, or how they like introduce people or places. But it's so confusing. Like it blows my mind, and it's probably because I'm an American swine and I am <laughs> I at kindergarten reading level at this point. <laughs> right with you. I'm like, is this a person, a place, or a thing? And then the thing <laughs> is not a thing; is it's this? a place. But it sounds like a thing, like a tabletop. That's a that's a thing, not a place. I know. And they speak English. That's what makes I know. Sense. And oh, I I'm not you. making fun of it by any means. I'm just saying, like, how we dumb I feel because yeah. I can't put two and two together. I know. When you're no, I feel the it. same. Don't worry. I feel so inadequate right now. <laughs> Don't That's come why for I'm me. Like sifting through things because it's it's very it's a lot. <laughs> I feel inadequate. All right. But the landowner whose name was Lord Moston, that was a person. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted visitors. He said visitors there wanted more elegance than the other seaside towns could provide. So this is why I'm like, this is like the Hamptons. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like Fifth it's Avenue. Like, it's like the Hamptons to the Poconos. <laughs> it's like Fifth Avenue to Square... Like, uh, Square... <laughs> Times Square? Thank you. <laughs> it's like Fifth Avenue to Square. <laughs> I told you. I'm broken. I you. Feel, I feel so this inadequate. My brain is like, okay, go back to kindergarten. You're a fucking idiot. Yikes. No, it's shit that we don't know. We don't. We don't. Okay. Anyway, I digress. Continue. But the Liddells, who is Allison's family, okay, they first stayed there at Tudno Villa on the North Parade. What the fuck is that? In 1861. So that's just to provide perspective of how long ago this was. I feel like the North Parade has to be like the North Shore. I know. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. It's just flouncy ways of saying it. And again, we are not, we're not bagging. Oh, I'm not making fun of it at all. I truly. We're just very simple minded people uh, here in America. They're just so much advan- more advanced over there. Like. Than we are. Yeah. And I truly ex- love it. I love right. it so much, but I truly feel very <laughs> inadequate when it comes to trying to understand it. All right. But I guess they had four servants that they took with them on vacation. Say less. So that just shows how rich they were. Throw that money around. Yeah. Um, and among their guests in Oxford, this family's guests, was Queen Victoria. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If that doesn't tell me your status, I don't know what I does. Know, exactly. But her sons, the Prince of Wales and Prince Leopold, studied at Christ Church. So there were students there. And it says other visiting dignitaries included Prime Ministers William Gladstone and Lord Salisbury. So very important people. <laughs> and I just laugh because, like, the very important people in here, and then this story ends up culminating. That's, I know. <laughs> So I wonder who the queen is based off of. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Lord. Um, but I guess they ended up deciding to build a summer home in this town. Ladno. Oh, so we just it. build summer homes Yeah, they're like, now. We're just building okay. summer here. I Again, it's literally the Hamptons. I don't even know what I would do with that kind of money. Right. I know. Seriously. They ended up um, going and building on a quiet site at West Beach, which was a small bay um, around a cliff that was called the Great Orm. <laughs> and they build a mansion, essentially. Built a mansion. Oh, okay. And it was called Penmorpha. <laughs> Why are we naming mansions? Like, that would be like me going to go name the mansion that J-Lo lives in now. Right. <laughs> we do have some old houses that are named. That was a thing. Because this is in the late 1800s, mind you. Well, mid to late 1800s. I mean, I know that. But I'm still just, like, really curious as to why we named They buildings. were extra, okay? Extra. Okay. When they were there, Alice spent her days sketching and walking around with her dad and her sisters. I don't know if she had a mom. I don't... I haven't heard anything about her mom yet, so okay. I don't know. Um, they would have dinners where they would have family and guests over. And it says that the guests would rally around to view the dramatic sunsets. Over the Conwy Estuary. I wonder if that's true, <laughs> if they're actually that dramatic or if it's just like... They just like it to sound that way. Okay. But apparently these were like the best sunsets in Britain, according to poet Matthew Arnold. 
he actually visited them there a lot. So first-hand experience. But the one thing that's nice is that it still maintains its, like, Victorian vibes because the landowner, Mostyn, was very adamant about that. Like, whenever it got built up, he didn't want hokey things to be built on there. It wanted to still maintain its vibes, which I feel like that's why, because Alice in Wonderland, she's in Victorian-style clothing and everything, and it's still kind of modern-ish Victorian-style clothing. She's got her little bell-puffed dress on her sleeves and her little petticoat underneath. That does not speak Victorian to me, but that's okay. If the dress was longer, it would have been more to the Victorian times, but otherwise the style was. And she's got her little apron, her little bow. <laughs> Just looks Americanized <laughs> to me, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it was for all intents and purposes. Um, but there is... This is... <laughs> There's a place called Snowdonia, too, that I just had to add in. <laughs> Let's just add in Armageddon while we're at it. Like, truthfully. Oh, Lord. Um, but there are a lot of mountains in the area, though, so I guess it's, it is really beautiful. And it's like a shopping town. So oh, I have no of, doubt that it's beautiful. Yeah, Everything so, over there is beautiful compared yeah. to what we have. So it seems like more like today. Now it's like Aspen. Oh, okay. Style. <laughs> okay, moving on up in the world, y'all. <laughs> but Charles Dodson never visited. Oh, really? This place, so I'm gonna stop trying to pronounce it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's that. Okay. <laughs> and then it goes on to say the Lewis Carroll Memorial window that I had mentioned earlier. It's actually in honor of the hundredth anniversary of his birth, so they made it for him. Um, it says that it says with a nativity scene bordered by characters from Alice in Wonderland, <laughs> which I find so funny. <laughs> it says including one showing a sweetly somnolent dormouse being stashed in a teapot. So it's literally the picture I showed you. Why are they depicting <laughs> describing it like that? <laughs> it says the window. Fittingly, the window with the dedication to Charles Dodson has the smiling white rabbit who led Alice into Wonderland and the dodo, also smiling, who recorded her adventures there. Are you okay? I'm not okay. Oh my God. I'm not okay. The, the whole depiction of this, I'm not okay. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, is that sacrilege? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not even religious and I'm saying this. Ay, ay, ay. See, I am Christian and I find irony in a lot of this. I'm going to hell for my dark humor. <laughs> it's alright, you know? So, yeah, that's just like the background, kind of where those things come up with it. But there's also things that are like, Alice in Wonderland is not a children's book. <laughs> Which it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not a children's movie either. Right. You're literally teaching children to wander off on their own to follow with a stranger. A stranger animal, yeah. Just and then they fall down a hole, they eat and drink things that are just sitting there. Yeah, that make them feel weird things and do weird things and things happen to them. And then they continue on a journey to then talk to additional strangers to yeah. then almost get their head cut off by a queen figure. Right. Who then they defeat and then they become reigning over their kingdom. Right. And then they wake up from a dream. So right. they've been doing LSD the whole time. Right. <laughs> it is but not children. based on real people. Again, not children. It's Queen of Hearts. Off with their heads! Sound familiar, children? <laughs> but the website Room to Grow says, First published in 1865, Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland was an immediate success and has remained one of the best-known English children's books. However, although popular with both children and adults because of its whimsical characters with their unique personalities, Alice in Wonderland is not in any way a children's book. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. So this is Alice's world is a cruel and dangerous place, which it, it is. is, absolutely. Beneath the surface, we find political commentary, mathematical symbolism, and dysfunctional personalities. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> but, you know, as a kid, you don't look at it that way, because I've loved that movie since I was a kid, and I never saw the weird things about it. You just see the bright colors, the whimsy, and, you know, all that oh, stuff. Oh, I did, but I'm analytical, so it's different. And I it's literally you. remember <laughs> watching that movie for the first time and being like, why did you follow that rabbit down the hole? Like, <laughs> that makes no sense. Why did you eat that off the table? You're an That's anomaly. That's so stupid. Like, You're an anomaly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but a lot of people wonder if Lewis Carroll meant to, like, was intentionally making it this dark, or if it was just more of a satire, or, like, what? They could really make heads or tails of 
why it was the way it was. <laughs> I I personally think dark humor was a bigger thing back then. Right. Well, and it says, you know, the book was written during the Victorian era, and this period, it says, was of severe propri- propriety and excess emphasis on morality. So yeah. it was dark. It was... It's a dark time. Yeah. Plague. <laughs> so much more than that, but yes. But it's funny because Lewis Carroll was actually really introverted, and he was shy, and he felt isolated, and he was very much about mathematics, obviously, because his actual human being was a mathematician and science. So those are very apparent in the book. So a lot of people wonder if it's just like his introverted way kind of branching out into this world and trying to be more extroverted. But well, he sure knocked it out of the park. Right. But in all of that whimsy and wonder, there's a lot of logic that has to end up going to Alice for her to get back home. Like a lot of that plays into it. And that was something interesting to look at when I was researching this. Um, but yeah, obviously (laughs) we know that logic isn't necessarily all the way in Alice in Wonderland, but she has to find that. She has to find the logic sense to get back home. And it also like makes you look at what's appropriate and what's inappropriate (laughs) with these characters. So in its own odd ways, it does offer as a cautionary tale, I guess. Yeah. Don't hang out with strangers and do LSD. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but there is another one that has, it says, like, talking about kind of societal nods and stuff within the story. It says, the walrus and the carpenter portray the struggle between the working class and those of the higher class. Which I think is very interesting because the Liddell family was very wealthy. Yes. <laughs> as well as the inequality between the two classes. Carol's book both criticizes of the Victorian capitalism and mocks Victorian racism. Okay. Which, ahead of his time, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously political (laughs) things, which with the queen of hearts, that's very evident. It says in chapter eight of his book, there is an illusion of the wars of the roses. Three cards are painting the roses on a white rose tree red. Remember that? Yep. After they accidentally planted it. One of the queen of hearts hates. Red roses symbolize the English house of Lancaster and white roses are their rival house of York, which I never knew. It's very interesting. Oh, history. Let's Mm -hmm. go. Yep. So... Lastly, kind of what this touches on is Alice and her world. So Alice in Wonderland obviously has a dark side, which we all know. (laughs) Carol, Lewis Carroll, sees childhood as a dangerous place. And it's shadowed by the threat of death. Because again, I think that plays a lot into the Victorian time. The Queen of Hearts ritually demands everyone's head, especially Alice's. Off with her head! She's a tyrant. The adults in Wonderland are powerful, but often absurd, which is a really interesting way to look at it because they are. The adults are the ones that are least logical in Wonderland. Well, the adults are also the ones who are all trying to follow the queen. And they're like, I think the real live one actually depicts it the best where they all have like some sort of deformity to match her. Yeah. Just to make her... Not Mm -hmm. cut their heads off. Exactly. Like, they're very submissive to her. Yeah. And that's what I like about the live-action one, too, because I feel like Tim Burton brought other things from Through the Looking Glass that weren't in the original Disney Mm -hmm. version, and I feel like they both complement one another well. I thought he did a really good job of it. It's it's one of my favorites. I don't like the cartoon, but I do love the live-action. Yeah. I just have a soft spot for the cartoon version, because it was just... I was so entranced by it when I was a kid. That's how I am with Little Mermaid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it says that even the characters that help Alice in Wonderland have a dark edge to them. And she's traumatized by the characters, obviously. <laughs> uh, the Cheshire Cat and the freaking Mad, the Mad Hatter, Hatter are yeah. perfect examples <laughs> exactly. of Exactly. The Mad Hatter and the Mad Tea Party. Cool, God. I just went, a very merry birthday to you, to 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 you, to to. I just remember him walking all over the table and being like, what the hell are you doing? You're destroying that table. I just <laughs> such a freak like you no. were a child no I wasn't <laughs> my favorite part I loved the tea party because I loved watching how they poured the tea into the cups and like how fantastical it looked and the food and everything I just I loved watching it I was very much the visual aspect that's of it. fair and that's what I should have been creative little creature <laughs> no I'm an analytical little creature and I'm going you're fucking up the table dude what the hell <laughs> But obviously, you know, we, we remember that she cries because she can't figure out the rules of the tea right. party. It's just absurd. And so obviously it's like, 
that's really a calling to like the politics and how adults are to children. It's like children can't comprehend all the rules of this world and especially in the Victorian era. God, I can't even imagine. I, I can't even comprehend all the rules now as an adult. Right, exactly. And Alice says at that point, everything is so out of the way down here. So just off. It's crazy. <laughs> it's ludicrous. Right. But despite all of this, Alice is challenged to grow into a normal, functioning, strong, compassionate human being. Who stands up for this. herself and says, no exactly. marriage for me. Exactly. So <clears throat> even though things are crazy down there, again, it's a cautionary tale. Alice learned to grow from her time mm-hmm. in Wonderland. And we know that. We remember that at the end of the movie. It was a trippy session. Right. But she had to learn rules. She had to learn to take things, to take encounters with a grain of salt, to approach things certain ways. And as crazy as it was, it taught her a lot. (laughs) So, yeah, it just taught her how to react to things more appropriately. Which, I think it's a cautionary tale of stranger danger, damn it. And she learned. Alice learned. Yeah, and then she (laughs) told her fiancé, fuck you. Right. (laughs) Exactly. I'm talking about the live action for anybody that doesn't know. Right, right, right. Because she doesn't do it in the cartoon. Yeah. And even in the second, Through the Looking Glass, I think is what they called the second one. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Yeah. It is. And that one, she's a total badass. Oh, she's such a... Total badass. Such a badass. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. That's Alice in Wonderland. I had to get into, like, the backstory to, like you know, talk about the rest of the stuff. <laughs> I think I know how you feel about my Disney one. <laughs> I still can't, like, comprehend what I just heard. It's just the towns. The towns, the places, they make it so confusing. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, the whole story is just rough, rough for me. Like I said, I, yeah. I keep talking about an LSD trip, but for real, <laughs> like, that movie is truly trippy if yeah. you watch it like as an adult it's mm-hmm. yeah a little terrifying that kids it's enjoyed crazy. it and thought it was funny i and... still love the movie no i don't i'm not just saying <laughs> on that i'm just like i said too analytical for that yeah because for me it's like that movie makes no sense it's not teaching you but any it's not lessons meant to make sense i know but i don't understand that's the that. whole point of it i didn't understand that as a kid either because they bring it from real life to the fantastical crazy bullshit of wonderland back to normal like, i think it's because they have actual the unfictional creatures right so it's a yeah. real person who goes into a dream and then this is what she dreams mm-hmm. whereas like little mermaid love little mermaid She's completely fictional. Mermaids aren't real, at least as far as we know. <laughs> and at that point, like, it's kind of like, oh, whatever. Like, it's like I don't all the have creatures are about... talking. All the animals, they right, don't talk Right, but in because real life. she's not real. Yeah, but she becomes like an unreal version of herself when she drinks the drink and eats the cookie. Oh, nope. One pill makes you smaller and one pill makes you tall. Yep. Don't forget and that. And she had to learn. Cautionary tale, friends. But yeah, that's Crazy Alice in Wonderland. My mind is blown. <laughs> like, I'm still trying to, like, process it all. I know. We'll summarize. Is it a person? We'll summarize. <laughs> so Alice knew Lewis Carroll in real life. His Lewis role, Carroll is the one who Charles Alice in Wonderland. Dodgson. And yeah, he got to know her. He photographed her. He sailed with her on rivers. They had picnics. They had grand times. And this college that her dad taught at in Oxford had crazy shit in it and they made this whole entire story based off of yeah things that they saw exactly but yeah that's what I got friends wow well thanks for bringing Alice in Wonderland to the forefront it's truly mind-blowing I didn't actually know how much was in that right I know there's a lot I didn't know that much about it either I, ta- I thought it was Disney. I didn't think that it was based off of real person. oh yeah nope Lewis Carroll started that whole damn thing I didn't even know there was a book. Yeah, man. You should read it. It's actually very interesting. Well, I mean, I saw that you had it, but like, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes well, they Well, this isn't books. just Through the Looking Glasses, actually, because he wrote others. So this is Alice's Tales in Wonderland. So it's got like Through the Looking Glass and other ones that he wrote. Because, um, yeah, there's all kinds. Hmm. Have you like read any of Lewis Carroll's poetry? Yeah, I had to in school. <laughs> the one I always think of... My sister, <laughs> throwing you under the bus. <laughs> um, let me find the name of it. <laughs> I 
Jabberwocky. <laughs> Twas brilligant the slimy toad. My sister had a project. I think she was in like sixth grade. And she did the Jabberwocky for her project. And she like acted it out. It was precious. I love it. <laughs> um, do we have video of this? Because I need to see oh, it. Oh, we don't. I wish. I just love it so much. Twas brillig in the slithy toves, did gyre and gimble in the wave, on mimsy were the poor groves, and the mumraths out grave. <laughs> and this was actually a lot of, like, the Jabberwocky went into the animated version yeah. of Alice in Wonderland. But yeah, it's just fun. Lewis Carroll's kind of crazy. But it's just so funny because he really had, like, two totally separate personalities <laughs> with his actual self and then his Lewis Carroll self. Anyway, y'all know where to find us. Our link tree is in the description, in the show notes, so you can find it on there. Yeah, and there's not really much else other to say than uh, keep it creepy and stay freaky. You sound very unsure of that. I just don't know if you have more you want to talk about. No, it's fine. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye! Bye. <laughs> <laughs>